Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're spotlighting a local company that can help you make your own tech invention dreams come true. We'll also hear about some new advances in artificial intelligence, the new Tesla Cybertruck, and a NASA mission to Antarctica. All this and more coming up. While most people think of the Silicon Valley, Seattle, and Austin when it comes to cutting-edge technology, you can also find some great examples right here in Northeast Ohio. Today, we're talking with John Halston of Halston Innovations. It's an engineering services company headquartered in Barberton, Ohio, which is located just outside of Akron and has offices in Chicago and the UK. We invent electronic-based products for our customers. So they'll come to us with a napkin idea, they'll come to us with a marketing requirement, they'll come to us with some sort of architectural vision of the product they want to create. And then my team of 15 engineering developers and engineers will realize that product for that client. When we're talking engineering, we're talking software engineering? Yeah, there's lots of facets of engineering. We're talking electronics, so that would be like PCBA, design, sensor technology, printed circuit boards, the software that runs on that. But we also do things like industrial design, mechanical engineering of plastic enclosures, and then we go up the uh, the software stack, as we say. So it could include uh, mobile app development to talk to that physical hardware, or it could be cloud connectivity and integrations into like Amazon AWS and Microsoft Azure and things of that nature. Can you tell me some of the things that your software or solutions have actually been integrated into? Being you were here in Akron, let's tell some Akron stories. So for instance, one of our longstanding clients is Gojo Industries. And Gojo, as you're well aware of, makes uh, with soap dispensers and you know chemical formulations for PRL, but they came to us several years ago and they said, we're experts on, on making dispensers. We've got years of development. We know how to make the pump housings and things like that, but we could really use some help with your guys' expertise and kind of the sensors and the wireless communications and make our dispenser, which previously hasn't been smart, make it into a smart dispenser. So we worked with them, numerous iterations, numerous designs now over seven years, but in essence, we have created and helped them realize uh, a smart dispenser that can predictively know when it's going to be depleted based on historical use. So they have a razor blade razor model, right? So they want to make sell as much soap as they possibly can from a through sale perspective. So having awareness of how much soap is being used, automatically order fulfilling a new soap modules sent to a hospital. Think of Akron City Hospital, right, or Cleveland Clinic. You imagine how many soap dispensers are on the walls in a facility like that becomes a management nightmare for this organization. So this type of enablement enables them to monitor, make sure that there's battery issues, there's some sort of pump pulse fault, things of that nature. Make sure that those are uh, satisfied, fixed, and most importantly, the new soap modules are ordered and sent into the facility and nursing staff or the facility manager knows specifically, you know, which hospital floor, which side of the wing, which nursing wing that dispenser uh, replacement module needs to go into. That's amazing because when you first started talking about it, I was thinking, why on earth would you need a smart Purell dispenser? But that's... 
pretty interesting that they do it that way. Yeah, and what's nice about this is it, it has kind of an economic impact to, to Gojo, right? Uh, they're able to sell more soap than otherwise uh, they were able to would able be able to, as well as higher up uptime. But that also has the human side of IoT, in the sense that you know people's lives are being affected by this because as hospital protocol is, as a nursing staff walks into the room, they're supposed to wash their hands. If they you know interact with a patient in the room, they're supposed to wash their hands on the way out. Well, if that dispenser is not up, you know, at 99.9% uptime, right, that that process can't be followed and therefore germs and things are, you know, and people's lives are infected by, you know, disease and, and things like that. And uh, of course, this is radio, so people can't see visual aids or props, but uh, John has a couple of interesting looking napkins on the table in front of me in the studio. So I'm wondering, what are those and why did you bring them? We've always kind of used branding and napkin thoughts in, in terms of how we explain what we do. You know, bring us your, your napkin idea. You know, that, that, are, that a moment of that golden nugget of an idea that you had when you were sitting at uh, a Starbucks or over lunch or with dinner with folks or after, after hours, maybe at the bar or whatever it is. And, you know, you're, you're kind of brainstorming with some friends and colleagues or whatever. You just have that, that moment of Eureka where you just kind of capture a napkin and you just shoot for whatever is most convenient for you, right? And often it's a napkin. Think of all the most incredible technologies and things in the world that have probably been captured initially right on on a napkin so we've always said bring us your napkins and we're happy to commercialize them for for you it's like or or bring us your napkins there's no fee for for napkin reviews okay so Uh, like my idea of some sort of smart clothing that can detect when i'm too hot or too cold and then you could build a sensor for that right yeah, we've actually done some space, uh, some work in the smart clothing space. Uh, awesome! It's 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 a lot of fun, but yeah, I mean, it could be it could be clothing, it could be putting a sensor in tires, it could be some sort of sm- new smart home gateway. But the point is, the world has been changed through napkin ideas, and you know, a lot of folks think that I don't necessarily have a means to take my napkin idea any further than that. Well, that's where Hulse Innovations, my company, can be an outlet, right? We're specialized in taking those napkin ideas, flushing those ideas out, and helping our clients and our prospective clients figure out how to take that down a proven product development path. Artificial intelligence is definitely getting closer to human. In fact, now it's even learning how to argue. Jeff Colvin from Fortune Magazine explains. The Cambridge Union is a 200-year-old debating society at Cambridge University in England. A recent debate there was unlike any in the group's history. When two teams debated the proposition that artificial intelligence will do more harm than good, the opening arguments for both teams were made by artificial intelligence software developed by IBM. The system is called Project Debater and is designed to extract and categorize arguments from text or audio and then summarize those positions, presenting them through synthesized speech. IBM envisions it being used by companies to help understand what customers think of a product or by governments to better understand the views of citizens. At the Cambridge Union, human debaters took over after the opening arguments and the audience voted against the proposition that AI would cause more harm than good. I'm Jeff Colvin. Next, we have a couple of stories about Tesla's futuristic new Cybertruck that made lots of headlines recently and looks like something right out of the classic sci-fi movie, 
Blade Runner. Tesla posted a video of its new electric Cybertruck winning a tug-of-war with a Ford F-150, dragging the Ford truck backwards and uphill, its wheels squealing. But that has led to protests from many who found the competition lacking in fairness in that the Tesla had more weight and therefore more traction. Ford has asked for a rematch and a more level playing field. Tesla boss Elon Musk responded, bring it on. Musk says the company already has secured nearly 150,000 orders for this new Cybertruck. Jim Shenaby, CBS News. Reality check on the Cybertruck. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. In case you live under a rock, Tesla introduced its first pickup truck recently, starting a million polarized conversations over its ability to pull and tow more than most trucks from Detroit, go faster than almost anything from Germany, and have styling recognizable only to someone from Mars. But Tesla boss Elon Musk says they now have around 200,000 people signed up for the thing, which sounds like an overnight hit when and if it arrives in 2021. But what may sound like 200,000 pre-orders is more like 200,000 reservations to eventually make an order. And unlike the thousands it costs to reserve a Tesla Model 3, the refundable Cybertruck deposit is just $100. Now, none of this means the Cybertruck won't sell well, but it also doesn't mean it will. Truck buyers tend to be a very brand-loyal bunch and a tech-traditional crowd. Cybertruck will need all of its pulling power to move them. When you think of a NASA mission to explore life on strange new worlds, you automatically think of outer space. But as Brian Banmiller explains right now, NASA is on a mission to explore something much more down to Earth. NASA scientists are testing an upside-down underwater rover in the oceans of Antarctica to search for life in frozen alien oceans. According to Business Insider, the rover is built for surfaces of places such as the moons of Jupiter and Saturn. But before heading up there, the rover will be tested in the frozen waters of Antarctica. Besides driving along the ocean floor, it will also drive along the frozen shelf of water at the surface. This will allow it to get multiple measurements of whatever is lurking below. The rover can also power down safely and turn back on when needed, so it can stay submerged while conserving energy. The team plans on testing the rover on Earth until it can safely stay underwater water for months at a time. All this comes after the recent discovery of water vapor on one of Jupiter's moons, proof there is liquid water below. Hard evidence could lead to further exploration of these planets, something NASA has denied in the past. Brian Banmiller, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.